Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. This program is about helping you know more about your finances and what to do in this confusing financial world where you are exposed to more information than ever before. I'm here to help you put some order to that financial house, to help you develop a roadmap and to help you achieve your financial dreams and goals. Of course, that's Talk Money. We give you direction on how to know the difference between someone selling you something or someone truly trying to give you good advice. We discuss quality products and ways to make selections of which product is best for you and, of course, how to discern whether the person selling the product is it's best for them. Of course, that's Talk Money, about giving you information about professional advice, quality products, and excellent service. Looks like the S&P 500 has gained over 5% this year, total return year-to-date. The average first quarter gain, and it looks like the index, if you look in the past 25 years, now, listen about this. This is important. 5%. It's over 5% for the first quarter, and that beats that's uh, what we're talking about, the, the quarter, the trailing quarter, about 1.6%. Since November now, the 93-day trading days, four and a half months, the S&P has gained 10.4%. And, uh, you know, if you look at that, that uh, exceeds the the trailing 50-year average that we've just now gone through. That's a huge difference. And, you know, and all this comes from best the, the uh, BTN research that we use a lot. Of course, and it, I would need you to know, past performance is no guarantee of future performance. And make sure I get that out. But I have some guests today that are going to help us get more information about really what's been going on in the market. Uh, I got Keith Quinn, of course, the director of investments at Shoemaker Financial. He's going to discuss the market and why it's important for us to look and see what's been going on since the election. And is it over? Is it all done? Is it all going to come crashing down? Well, he's got some insights for us, and we'll find out what it means to when we say bipartisanship or just totally, completely one whole house divided. That's what it sounds like. And, of course, in the second half of the program, I have got, which tax time, we might as well get ready for it, and I've got Tommy Armstrong, CPA, CFP, from our office. He'll be discussing some last-minute tax ideas that might help you get a refund, refund that you've been hoping for. You know, maybe it's to buy whatever. How would you spend your tax refund? Well, there's a problem there. A lot of people aren't expecting that. Only one in three expects to get a tax return this year, and that's kind of important. Also, Dr. Jim Whitmire, professor at Miss America Baptist Seminary. We're going to talk about the Scarlet Thread. It's the Easter season. It's an Easter production in cooperation with Crossroads Baptist Church and the seminary. You're going to want to listen to all the things going on in the city. So stay with us. You're listening to Talk Money, KWAM 990. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we'll be right back after this.
podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, and Tommy Armstrong are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. Of course, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. And we thank Mac Bailey of the Bailey Law Firm. Matt, well, guys, I've got to tell you, Mac did a great job a couple of weeks ago talking about some very, very intricate things. He always does a great job. He does job. a good job. But you guys have got to talk about some very, very intricate things. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, so if you just tuned in, my guest is a frequent guest of the program, Keith Quinn. Of course, you know, as soon as he gets on the mic, he's into the program. Have you noticed that, Tommy? I mean, <laughs> yes, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's right, Jim. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, can you tell he's already got, you know, we, we started out in preparation for the program. That's right. He's learned that. He did. <laughs> Tommy Armstrong, of course, is a CFPCPA of our firm, and he is a head of our our, um, well, does a lot of our planning, and he's our chief compliance officer. And so we have to be sure that we do the program right, Keith, because he'll you know smack uh, us he's, around. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to hold our feet to the when fire on this one, right? Parking lot, right? And of course, Keith Quinn, as most of you know, a very frequent guest, and does a lot of co-hosting with me uh, on the program, guys. We've got, I mean, this is a, I mean, this has been a blistering first quarter. It really has been, but I feel like I'm a little bit misled. I didn't know we were talking about that. I thought we were talking about the Final Four in Carolina basketball. Was that was that not our topic for this morning? You know, because that's what I kind of prepared for. You know, that's our problem. One of our yeah. sound bites is a distraction that basketball <laughs> causes. So let's just be focused. All right, let's get focused, guys. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I actually was reading some things to you at the beginning of the program. The reality is, the S and P has gained. I mean, think about it now, guys. It is just, it's setting records after record after record. It's been on a tear since the election. Since the election. So, what are some of the recent economic things going on, Keith, that we need to be paying attention? I mean, that's the reality. What's happening? Right. Well, we look a lot of different at a lot of different economic reports to try to give us a gauge of how the economy's doing, but particularly how the consumer's feeling. Because like we have said a lot, you know, consumer spending drives about two-thirds of our GDP growth. So it's incredibly important how people feel. And a couple of the numbers we look at, a couple of the reports that we like to look at are consumer confidence, number one. And what we see in consumer confidence is it is really high, and not only really high, it's the highest it's been since 2000, 2001. So these, that, are, these are big numbers. Put that in perspective. I mean, that speaks volumes when you think about it. It really does. You know, when we hear a lot of people talking about investing in equities, you know, they talk about animal spirits. They talk about this idea that we're in a growth environment, and that's what the consumer confidence numbers kind of back up. And thinking about consumer confidence leading to consumer spending, which drives up earnings, which can drive up stock prices, you know, there's a debate, are stocks too 
expensive? Well, probably not with the growth in earnings we're expecting this year. We're expecting double-digit earnings growth and with interest rates where they are. We have to remember that even though the Fed just recently hiked at their March meeting, they've only hiked three times, and that's the overnight lending rate since 2008. So we have very low interest rates. The 10-year Treasury this morning is right around 2.4. So in that environment, stocks probably aren't too expensive. You know, I was listening to someone the other day that was talking about it, you know, that this bubble, I mean, it's, right. you know, we're just creating a bubble again and again and again. And yet what you're telling us is that bubble is really not in existence. I mean, not yet. Now, not I'm not yet. saying it won't be, but the reality is there's a movement. There's a thought process. There's a we've not had consumer confidence like exactly. this for a long time. Exactly. We really have it. And a lot of, a, of it is about expectations coming out of Washington. But, you know, I mentioned they hadn't been that high since 2000. Well, in 2000, we were in a definite bubble. You know, we think about the price-to-earnings ratios on the S&P. And on tech stocks, the median price-to-earnings ratio was 156. I, know, yeah. I mean, it was outrageous. And interest rates were 5 6 and 7%. So a totally different environment. We're just not there this time. And we had made it through Y2K. And we made it through. Even with all that, we still made it through. And guess what? We went on to set new highs. Exactly. So now let me ask you this. When you talk about consumer sentiment, right. okay, and this is the whole... It is bipartisan, isn't it? It is. I mean, when I mentioned that at the beginning of the program, Sure, it is absolutely. And it was one of the really interesting parts of this report. Again, consumer sentiment's a little bit different than the consumer confidence number, but it does show that the current conditions are, again, at a 17-year high, the best they've been since 2000. But when we looked at expectations, expectations for the future, and when we broke that down along party lines, what we found is that the Democrats, the reading for the Democrats was what is in line with an imminent recession. An imminent recession. The Republicans... Exactly the opposite. Their reading was up over 122, and that's in line with what the report would describe as a new economic era. And, you know, we certainly don't see an imminent recession, but I don't know that we see a, necessarily a new economic era either. All right, let me ask you this, because I think we have to make decisions. We right. are constantly working with clients, and we talked about this not too long ago, where we've had clients who have been so conservative, so just not do this, not do this. I mean, really so sure. tight when they really shouldn't have been. And we tried our best to pry them into understanding that the cycles are there. Now we're having people call and saying, oh, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. you know, they're all this and, you know, they're, they're anxious to get going with right. the market. How do you control that? How do we work on that? Well, I think the, the way we work on it is how we've always said. You know, we, we take a disciplined approach to investing. You know, we don't get caught up in the good noise. We don't get caught up in the bad noise. We build a portfolio around your long-term goals and your time horizon, and we stick with that plan. We don't adjust it based on the headlines, based on what the Fed has done, based on what the stock market has done. We're going to go through these ups and downs. But I think maintaining that disciplined approach and that focused on your goals, focus on your goals, you know, chasing the rally is just as bad as not participating in the rally. Uh, and will we have a correction in this market? It's interesting. This is one of the few times we've had moves from in multiples of 1,000 on the Dow from 19,000 to 20,000, from 20 to 21,000, where we haven't had a 5% pullback in the middle of one of those 1,000-point uh, moves. And we just haven't had that this time. But it doesn't mean we're not going It does to. not mean that stocks can't go higher. Stocks aren't like bonds. Stocks go on earnings, and earnings can go up, and that puts us back to our consumer confidence number. Okay. Now, let me, let me put this together. You said that we don't get caught up in the news. Right. So a disciplined approach, describe that for everybody listening. 
Right. A disciplined approach is depending on what your plan is, what your goal is, and how long you have to accomplish that goal. We would always say the longer you have to accomplish that goal, the more you can stand the swings in the market, the more equities you should own. So you shouldn't necessarily increase your equity position just because we've had a big run up in the market, the 10%, as you said, since the election. Maintain that allocation because that is going to be the best way for you to hit your long-term goal. And that's what we're after. We're not after a yearly return. We're after hitting that goal. You know, and I tell a lot of people, too, that don't think that you can do all your planning looking in the rearview mirror. Absolutely not. Because, again, what I said earlier, past performance is absolutely no indication of future performance. If you just tuned in, my guest, Keith Quinn, Director of Investments for Shoemaker Financial, and we're just talking about the market, and it's on a kind of a tear right now, a first quarter run uh, since the election, and uh, we're trying to say, hey, don't get too caught up in it, don't get too excited about it, just do that disciplined approach, which is what you talked about. Absolutely. And there's some thought that, you know, some of this is caused or a lot of this is driven by optimism. And there's no doubt that some of it's uh, driven by optimism. And that's the higher consumer confidence numbers. But there's also fundamentals. And we've talked about that. And one of the issues that we've had over the last several years is we've had concerns about international investments. We've had concerns about emerging markets. This week was historic. And that Brexit finally came uh, through on Wednesday when Theresa May formally invoked Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty. So we're resolving some of these international issues, and we're finally seeing international growth. We're seeing growth in the emerging markets. We're seeing growth in Europe. All of these things are supportive of a stronger market and a stronger economy here at home. Yeah, that's a great question. Great thoughts, great ideas. I appreciate what you do, Keith. Absolutely. Uh, If you just tuned in again, my second guest coming up, and we're going to talk about taxes and Tommy Armstrong. Tommy, welcome to the program, sir. Good morning, Jim. Good to be here. You know, he was giving me a little bit of a hard time there at the first. He is uh, not only a CFP, a CPA, but... He's also our chief compliance officer, so we have to talk and be nice. and Dot our I's and cross our T's. Cross our T's. But, uh, Tommy, I, you know, we, we ask you because, you know, everybody's – this is tax season. I mean, it started – you know, we've been working through it and a lot of things going on. And I guess – when I guess what the first thing I want to ask you, is tax planning – it's a person really need to do tax planning. Is it really necessary? Oh, thank you for the setup, Jim. Yes, it, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I, I, but again, just as just as Keith shared with us about investments and investment planning, tax considerations are merely a piece of the puzzle that you should attend to on an annual basis, with an eye toward the the, the mid term, mid and long term goals that you have. You know, so many people today, if you've been working with the CPA for years, then you kind of know what that's going on. But if it's your first time, you've been doing your taxes in the past, and it seems like it's not getting any easier. A lot of talk about tax planning and a lot of talk about tax reform. But reality is getting prepared. What does someone need to do to prepare to come to you and sit down for taxes? Well, it's critical that you keep good records and understand your own situation. If you have been preparing your own return, be able to explain what's in that return to your to your CPA or the or the IRS if they come calling. If I've got a tax deduction, okay. Well, I'm asking my compliance officer this. Right. <laughs> if I got a tax deduction and I think I've got documentation, in other words, I can't yes. find it, but but I think I've got it. Yeah. 
What do you recommend? What is your thoughts on that? What, is, what, what Should someone take that kind of a chance, Tommy? Well, the IRS will take your word for it, won't they? Well, I don't think so. Okay, 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 guys. Okay, let, let's, just, let's, just, let's just segue into the – stick to the facts. Uh, look, look at the facts. Stick okay. to the plan. But right now, because the IRS thinks they've had – you know, they've got limited resources to work with. They're, they're taking a rifle approach to their auditing, and that means they'll go in and look at one particular deduction and determine if you have the – 100% by the book IRS approved documentation to support that deduction. Yeah. If you cannot support that one line item, they might go into the rest of your return. If you can, they may take that one line item and walk away. You know, it's amazing that you say that I've been audited three times in my lifetime. And all three times it was on one particular line item, one specific, and it they did they did exactly what you're saying, dug in and I had to support every part of that particular line item. And uh, it wasn't hard. Fortunately, I did have the records. Exactly. But you're, you're talking about some people I know, some people want to, I don't want to say cheat. That's not what I'm saying. Not well, fast, fast and loose is the term you're looking that's for. That's probably And we good. simply, you know, we simply cannot go there. And that that's where a professional tax preparer, a certified public accountant, a tax attorney can can make the call as to as to whether you are taking a chance you should be taking or taking a chance you should not be taking. That's a great answer. Great answer. What about the software? There's so much software out now today to prepare taxes. What do you say to people who are their own do-it-yourselfers? Oh, there's an incredible amount of very accurate software that helps walk you through the process. However, you still have to answer the questions for the software. You still have to have your documentation in order. And and frankly, uh, without having some manner of expertise in the in the IRS body of knowledge, you may not answer those questions correctly, and you may not get the answer, even though the software just is just as right as it can be. Yeah, just just you can garbage in, garbage out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me ask this question: How do I determine should I pay if it tells me that that estimated tax payment? I've got my taxes for 2016. I made more money or didn't make whatever, and I got to change my or, or, or determine my uh, my estimates taxes. How do I do that? Well, your software, your tax preparer, either one will identify the the required amount of estimated taxes you should pay in 2017 based on your 2016 income. Uh, those uh, that that those calculations are supposed to give you a minimum bar to get over, so that you can avoid penalties for the 2017 year. Uh, if you have changes in your income, you can adjust those estimates, uh, and and you should go ahead and make those payments when they're due, starting on April April eighteenth. If I miss that, you set a minimum bar to get over. I was talking to someone just yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, they felt that they had made a terrible, inadequate uh, estimate for the twenty sixteen, and they were way underpaid. What happens? Well. Obviously, uh, the IRS wants you to get your obligation satisfied as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, the IRS has, has provided uh, for uh, shortfalls up to $10,000. They will give you an automatic installment agreement inside your tax return to be filed for 2016. So you've, you've got some guidelines. Don't mess with those guidelines. Just understand that you need to do what's being told to do. Uh, they they won't stop until they're paid in most most instances. Yeah, let me ask you this: I can't pay. Okay, you know, for whatever reason, I can't pay my taxes. What do you What do you tell people, Tommy? What's I mean? That happens, you know. I mean, you've had a medical problem, you whatever. I can't pay. What do I do? 
Well, the first off, the uh, just like I just like I indicated, a a shortfall of tax under ten thousand dollars, they will give an automatic approval of an installment agreement, usually granting you three to five years to pay out the obligation. If you set that payment in that range, they'll accept that agreement. Uh, you will have interest and penalties running up under ten thousand. Under ten. Under okay, ten. Under ten. That's you get an automatic three to five years. Yep. Yes. I, let me ask this: if if I'm married, and I didn't say that right. Yeah. Since I'm married, since you're married, <laughs> uh, is my wife liable for my? We file a joint return. She's liable. Generally, both parties on a joint return are response are responsible for the tax liability. There are IRS provisions to allow a spouse to apply for and obtain innocent spouse relief. But in general, both parties on the return are responsible for the obligation inside the return. Well, you know, if you just tuned in, Tommy Armstrong is a CPA and does taxes, and we're talking about some of the things you need to be careful with and understanding that there there is some reality to people who maybe try to avoid taxes and how you can end up maybe wishing you hadn't done that. And that's always important. So, you know, the reality is one in three people today in the United States expects a tax refund this year, one in three. So one in three. You know, that's, one, that's pretty good. One in th- well, you, the, the, the stat there says one in three do not expect a refund. Ah, my, my mistake. My mistake. And right. I, and honestly, I'm you know we're not in a refund business. A refund is a tax free loan to the government where they're using your money instead of you getting to use your money twelve times a year. So how do I avoid that? When I come back, are we going to take a break? That's a great point. But uh, before we go, what you got? Well, I just wanted to say the one in three stat very much reminded me of when I attended a ball game at the FedEx Forum last okay, weekend. And they it. checked <laughs> one in three people going through the metal detectors as North Carolina beat that's, Kentucky. That's, that's, you know, we've got to take control of this program. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we'll be right back after this. I'll soon be with you, my love. Surprise. I'll be with you, darling, soon. I'll be with you when the stars start falling. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time. It is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. My guests, Keith Quinn and Tommy Armstrong from the office. We're talking about, we had, earlier we talked about the market and really kind of consumer confidence, how it's, uh, we've set a record. It's higher than it's been since 2000. And Tommy is talking about taxes, something we all love and thoroughly enjoy. Actually, I'm going to get Keith to come back and talk a little bit about tax reform. But uh, Tommy, before the break, we were talking about refunds and, you know, we said, that one out of three only was it only one out of three? Did I say it or looks looks to me like only one out of three are expecting yeah, a refund this expecting year? Expecting a refund this year. All right. So now that one out of three who gets that refund, and you were about to tell us how to 
That's not very smart. I mean, now I know a lot of people use that refund as their savings account. I mean, I know that. That's. I mean, you know, I ask people, I say, why did you want to get a refund? Oh, it's my savings account. That's really not very smart. Well, it, it again, if it... <laughs> If that's if if that's what helps you achieve your financial goals and that's part of the plan, then I have had situations where I've I've lived with that big refund and stopped talking about it. Yep. However, it's still a tax free loan to the government. I prefer having uh, your your money in your pocket instead of the government and and working with those funds to do tax planning throughout the year and and keep that refund or that How payment. How would you tell somebody if you let's say I'm just going to use a number? I get a two thousand dollar interest free return from the government. They didn't pay me any interest for that use of that money for 12 to 15 months. So how should I stop doing that? What would you suggest? Well, if you are a uh, if you're an employee, you get a W-2 at the end of the year. You can adjust your W-4 form to more closely match up to what will show up on your tax return at the end of the year. Can I claim more people than I actually have? Now, the W-4 is merely a, a a math number of of how to tell the table what to withhold from your that's check. Just a, that's just an estimation. So if you have a large number of itemized deductions and no children, you can still have a a exemption number of six on your W four, and that's not illegal. Doesn't mean you're claiming six kids anymore, Jim. <laughs> uh, it merely means you've got deductions in your tax return so that you can minimize your payroll withholdings throughout the year. If you make estimated payments, you can plan that number on a quarter-to-quarter basis, sharpen that pencil, keep your money in your pocket, pay them what they'll want at the end of the year, and do something better with your money in your pocket. And, and if I end up short, just to, you know, say I'm going to end up $1,000 short. Good I job. A, I made a mistake. That's okay. Good I just job. Make, the, make the payment, right? Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, if that's kind of, you know, worth the program right there, instead of giving the money to the you know, government on a interest loan, free interest loan. Keep it yourself. Use it during the year. Uh, if it, you know, if you need to save it, save it and get paid something. For challenge, it. challenge that taxpayers or CPA to get you within five hundred dollars either way, and let you keep your own money. Very good, very good. Tax reform, Keith. Got to tell me about it. What do you think? Well, it's you know everything. Is a little bit in doubt now after the Republicans weren't able to push a repeal and reform of the Affordable Care Act through the House and even get it to the Senate. So it shows that these issues are really, really complicated. And there's a lot of different interest, even on the Republican side, when they're trying to accomplish some of this stuff. You know, when you start thinking about the legislative language, of course, I'm an attorney that helps me look through that. I don't know if I mentioned I went to law school at University of South Carolina. I think they're playing ball tomorrow night. I think I heard that somewhere. Let's stay focused. (laughs) But you have to think about this. Tax reform is we're trying to get the corporate tax rate down to make us competitive with the rest of the world. Our corporate tax rate right now at 35% is an absolute impediment to doing business. If we can lower it to 25%, which is the global average, that would be great. If we could lower it to 20, that makes us really competitive. And that makes the U.S. a place that people would want to come and locate their businesses. And that's what we want, a business-friendly environment, because that will help our growth. And growth solves a lot of our problems. And when you think about it, if you want to stimulate the stock market, absolutely, that would be something. And that's really what the market's focused on. Not as much the Affordable Care Act but more about tax reform. Now, tax reform gets complicated, just like health care does. A border adjustment tax, basically a tax on imports. You know, I saw Tom Cotton, who's a senator from Arkansas, stand up in the Senate and say he absolutely would not support that. Now, why would a senator from Arkansas not support a tax that taxes imports? Because Walmart's in Arkansas. Yeah. There's a lot of different interests out there, and it's we're going to be really complicated to get this done. Everyone agrees that it should
should be done, but the devil is often in the details, and working out these details is going to be a big deal. Now, I think they will get it done, but it is complicated. It's going to be a process. It's a process. Guys, if you had to summarize, I mean, we've really been talking about some heavy subjects. Tax preparation, it's tax time. Tommy, what would you tell somebody? What's the, you know, the last thing? Just kind of, I'm thinking about my taxes. I, you know, I hate to say this. I go through almost a depression, you know, anxiety. It's, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. It's, it's like, oh, my goodness, I got to do this. And then I look at how much, I, you know, I've paid and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't particularly care about you know, them using my money, I don't like what they're doing with it. You know what I mean? So give me an idea of how to not do that. I mean, give, you talked about something. How to, how to avoid anxiety and depression or, <laughs> or deal or deal with uh, Both. Uh, just, just getting, get, Both. Get, just deal with your taxes as part of the plan and, and have, have, you, have it under your thumb instead of vice versa. You know, you mentioned that at the very beginning of your segment of the program, tax planning is something you do year round. You right. don't yes. wait right. to yes. the month of April to do yes. it. Yes, yes. That's a good yes. point. Keith, what about your thoughts? Well, I think I think that's exactly right. And, you know, as we were talking about at the break, there's some ways to take advantage of the appreciation in the stock market if you make some gifts, things like that. But I think, as Tommy said, it's that continual planning, realizing that, you know, taxes are a constant thing. It doesn't just occur in April. You need to be thinking about it all year long. You know, and you had mentioned earlier that you stay the course, you, you do your fundamentals, you don't get caught up in this fray of the market. Sure, sure it's up, you know, for, you know, unbelievably And up. that's great. And it don't just don't get so caught up. Do your basic planning that you're doing. Keep your goals set for what you've been doing. Don't change your model because it looks nope. good. Well, guys, if you just tuned in, this is Keith Quinn and Tommy Armstrong. But coming up in the next segment of the program, you do not want to miss this, Mid-America Passion Play, The Scarlet Thread, directed by Dr. Jim Wentmeyer. He is the past minister of music at Bellevue Baptist Church, 30 years there. You don't want to miss this program. You're going to want to listen to this guy and hear his passion about the mission, the Memphis Passion Play. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. On April 27, 1865, the SS Sultana sank, causing the deaths of 1,547 people. With a death toll higher than the Titanic, this remains the largest maritime disaster in U.S. history. A combination of poorly done boiler repairs and excessive overcrowding caused the boilers to be overworked resulting in a horrific explosion that was visible in Memphis over seven miles away. The explosion was so powerful that some of the survivors were found in the treetops along the shore. The remaining passengers had to brave the freezing waters of the Mississippi as the ship burned. It took over an hour for the first rescue ship to arrive, and many of them died of hypothermia. Most of those rescued later died of severe burns in Memphis hospitals. The story was not well featured in the press coming one day after President Lincoln's assassination. Although the Sultana was carrying Union soldiers, the people of Memphis showed their generosity by hosting benefits for the survivors and taking them into their homes. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. 
it's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Talk Money, as you know, is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm. Estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. And I want to thank them. They're one of our key players in what we do and the fact that they're able to help you move through a lot of those questions that you have when it comes to setting down and planning for retirement or working through your estate. It's all about elder law. The Mac Bailey Law Firm, Mac Bailey and his team, spends a lot of time with you, answers a lot of questions, and we're proud to have them as one of our sponsors. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Shoemaker Financial and Securing Financial Services do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money. My guest at this point of the program is Dr. Jim Whitmire, and he is the currently the instructor of worship and music at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. But if you are a long-term Miffian, you know Dr. Whitmire as the minister of music for 30 years at Bellevue Baptist Church. Dr. Whitmire, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I just love that. I just love that voice. Thank you. I just, that just <laughs> That's what I expect when I talk to Dr. Whitmire. Uh, Jim, let me ask you this. I know you have, are an instructor at worship and music at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, correct? Yeah, yes. Now, that means what? What does that tell me what that means? Well, uh, in a sense, I'm the minister of music there at the seminary. <laughs> at the seminary. But I have uh, uh, developed a program. It's a master's program of worship. And it's for men and women uh, who are going into the ministry, mainly men who will be worship leaders. And in my day, we just studied music when we went to seminary. But in this day, uh, they need to know about the Bible. So it's a 60-hour uh, degree program, 30 hours of Bible, and 30 hours of practicum or practical mm-hmm. uh, instruction. Instruction. Mm-hmm. That's great. And that is such needed today. Absolutely. I mean, in, in the worship of, of the churches today. And all right, now, this Mid-America Passion Play. I know at Bellevue for years there was the Passion Play that was yes. being done and produced by Bellevue. And now I want to make sure everybody understands that with Crossroads, in cooperation with Crossroads Baptist Church here in the city and the seminary, we're going to, in the best way I could put it, resurrect the Passion Play. (laughs) Yes, yes, we are. Bellevue uh, stopped doing the Passion Play about about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, it, it was so close to the tree and then uh, a large program that they do for Vacation Bible yeah. School that uh, that it was just too much Choices. Uh, to, to do that. And one of the great things was um, the Lord, I think, just led in this. Uh, we've had a generation of young people that sort of lost uh, an idea of what the Passion Play is. Uh, my grandchildren, for one, I have three of my grandchildren mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. and my three sons are in it so we have uh, the older people like ted who who <laughs> know of the passion play 
and uh, and young people who've never heard of it before, and it's an exciting thing to be a part of. Well, if you just heard Dr. Whitmire, he said uh, uh, the older people like Ted. Ted, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Jim. It's exciting to be here with both Jims. By the way, he just referred to you as the older guy. I know. I, know, I, like I, that. I realize that. I like that. Ted plays Peter in, in this passion play. And he's got that beard and looks smart. Yeah, Peter's yeah. supposed to be younger than I really am. Though. <laughs> Uh, let me let me. You just give us some some of the history of the Passion Blaze, and I mean, I can remember literally being just knocked over. I can remember one particular time at the old church, and uh, where the uh, it was after the resurrection, and mm. I can't even talk about it, so I'll forget it. I'll just go on to another one. Still, I still <laughs> you could tell I still was touched just simply by the fact that after the resurrection, the Lord basically, you know, the resurrection, the passion, the whole idea of he's now the supreme ring, you know, reigning as king of kings. And then all of a sudden you had people, a doctor comes walking out, a business guy comes walking out, a fireman comes walking, and Mm. he encircles, forget it. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, (laughs) where where the, the disciples come around and come up next to those people. Yes. You remember that? Yes, I That's, do. That was such a powerful thought for me, yeah. and it really told me at that point how big passion and is. And, Jim, people can't see it right now, but the emotion in your eyes as you describe <laughs> that, it's great. And it really is, and that's one thing that we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do. Well, I think that's so critical. What does it take to get ready this production it it takes a lot of prayer and uh and uh, people that have a mind to do this i've been so uh humbled by the the people at crossroads and the seminary together uh dr spradlin who is president of the seminary has has uh, is so excited about this and and he's been such a huge help we have put holes in the ceiling to raise up <laughs> sound and and lights and and um we <laughs> we have rebuilt the stage and and he's allowed us to do this and and the, so many uh people have given of their time and uh materials to to accomplish it's it. not a it's not a little production is it no uh it seems to have grown on us but uh there uh there's just a, a certain quality and standard that we wanted to keep and i've just been amazed it even those who have never been a part of it have their hearts have been linked together in this we had a donor banquet and uh to raise the initial money there at uh the seminary and i i told the people i said i know that you're here tonight because you love uh, dr spradlin the seminary and i know you love crossroads and and rob mullins and and i said i know you love me because i've worked years with many of right. you but i said most of all i know the reason you're here is because you love the lord right. jesus and and you love souls and 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 that is the reason that they gave and and that's what the seminary wants from this that lives will be changed you know when you when you put all that together it takes a lot of people Yes. I drove by the church, by the seminary last night, and the parking lot was full, and I knew exactly what you were doing. Yes. I mean, it wasn't that they were having a meeting. Y'all were in the middle of practice. (laughs) And so a lot of people involved, and you're mentioning Crossroads, and Mm. we're sure the minister of music right now at Crossroads. Yes, part-time. Part-time, and uh, Rob Mullins is the pastor there. Yes. And uh, this is just great history and great people, and they're connecting. When we come back, what I kind of want to go through this whole process. I want everybody to understand you're listening to Dr. Jim Whitmire, and along with uh, Ted Miner, we're talking about the Memphis Passion Play. 
uh, the historical Passion Play, but I want to find out, I want you to walk me through this whole process of what's the Passion Play? Okay. What's the story? Why are we telling it? All right? All right? We'll I be will. back after this. Okay. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We know we're kind of in a segment of the program. We're not talking about money, but we are talking about something that's probably a lot more important than finances, and that is the Passion Play. Mid-America Passion Play, it is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it's going to be produced here at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary uh, in cooperation with Crossroads Baptist Church. That's Dr. Mike Spradlin at the seminary and Rob Mullins at the uh, Crossroads Baptist Church. But our guest today is kind of the uh, man behind—well, not behind. He is definitely out front, no question about that. But it had a vision over 30 years ago, over 40 years ago, of telling the story of Easter. Yes, uh, there's a saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. And even as a young minister of music, uh, when we would uh, do something in the service that, that might be a recreation of of uh, you know the prodigal coming home, it would impact people, and um, the passion play has been around for two thousand years. I mean, even in the uh, medieval times, in the Middle Ages, the, they would do passion plays to recreate Bible stories uh, for for the people who couldn't read, uh, and uh, the passion play is really about the last week of Jesus' life uh, from the triumphal entry to the uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And uh, the Scarlet Thread, the title that that we have given this, is uh, that Scarlet Thread of the blood runs through the whole Bible Mm. with the uh, uh, sacrifices in the temple and tabernacle. And then Jesus became the Lamb of God, the ultimate sacrifice, and and the Calvary is the central part of all history. And then with the resurrection, um, uh, he became that perfect lamb. Uh, God uh, says he will in no wise acquit the guilty. In other words, sin has to be paid for. Sin has to be paid, and he is the sacrifice. Yes, and God is holy, and uh, God demands perfection. And you know you and I aren't perfect, so we need a Savior. And that blood has been applied to our sin account when we accept him. And we become we become perfect, you know, yeah. uh, before the Lord, and uh, th- and that's what the play is about. You know, the perfect, the perfection or justification. I'm teaching mm. the Book of Romans right now, and through that, and I'm in chapter three, twenty one <laughs> to thirty one. And hey, you got another hour? We'll go through that. <laughs> but the reality is, that's really what it's about: is this uh, yes. blood sacrifice, this propitiation, this atonement, and that's what this story that you're going yes. to be telling. Very well describes exactly what the passion is all about, the scarlet thread. Yes, and this is a visual generation. You know, we have 
TV, everything is so wonderful today that we have to look at the colors. And when we present this, it gives a visual presentation of the Last Supper and the earthquake and and the resurrection from the tomb. And and then the last scene is uh, is a visitation in glory of the saints. And it's a wonderful depiction of, uh, of this passion, of this passion that we're yes. talking about, right? Yes. Ted Miner, you're a uh, member of the, out at the church, Crossroads Baptist Church, and you're going to play Peter. You know, I got to. That's what they tell me. What you, <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me about really how what has it meant for the church and this, and the whole choir, all the people involved. I mean, it's just not singing. It's not just choir. Remember, you got a ton of actors, a lot of participants. Any estimate of how many people are actually involved in this? Well, Jim, you probably got a better idea when you talk about the pit choir and yeah, the choir. I think about 150. 150 yeah. people telling a story that can change a person's life. Yeah, and you take people like me, Jim. I have never done anything like this in my life. I've never, I've never sang in an organized choir, and and I contribute that to to making a commitment to Jim when he joined. The, I told him when he joined the church, I joined the choir. <laughs> I said that tongue in cheek, but he reminded me of that, and I've, I've, it's been a, an amazing experience for me to. Yeah. To be under Jim and the worship and just the praise and it's had a great impact on my life and you know I made a I made a comment to the choir the other night that uh, when I look when it comes up to Easter I always look forward to Easter because you know Christmas means nothing without Easter right, right. and uh, and uh, I look forward to that weekend but but now I've been going through th- three months of Easter. And it has had a tremendous impact going through these 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 practices and and the teaching moments that Jim takes in there. It's been it's it's knit us all together in a very special way. It's Ted's a doing a great job. Great job. <laughs> I stick my foot in my mouth just <laughs> like Peter did. You can tell me later what kind of voice he's got as a singer. Okay? Yeah. Ted Miner is one of our financial advisors, of course, at Shoemaker Financial. We're proud of Ted and been known Ted a long time. And I've never thought of Ted as a singer, but maybe he could play Peter. <laughs> he he can sing too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If you just tuned in, my guest, Dr. Jim Whitmire, we're talking about the Scarlet Thread Mid America Passion Play. It is next weekend, guys. I haven't even said that. When does it start? Uh, it starts uh, Friday night, the 7th, 8th, and 9th of April. 7th, 8th, and 9th yes. of April. So Friday night, Saturday, is there two on Saturday or one? Or? No, it's uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And uh, Sunday night at uh, 7 o'clock. And if you want to get tickets, they're $10. You can get them online. Just go to Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary or M-A-B-T-S at E-D-U dash slash Passion Play. Of course, you can always call the office at 757-5757 or call the seminary or Crossroads Baptist Church. Any of those people can get you started from that standpoint. Yes. And uh, help you get tickets. Can you get tickets at the door? I think you will be able to. We're we sell them by the seat, and uh, I think I think we'll always be able to to hope you get can. Something. But yes. now, you know, guys, you know, I would say, come on, come on, yeah. and we'll find a seat for you. That's what you're saying. Yes, you're talking about telling a story that took place over two thousand years ago. That is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I appreciate you guys being here with us today. Mid-America Passion Play, Crossroads Baptist Church, and Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. They're putting it together. The guests have been Ted Miner and, of course, Dr. Jim Whitmire, a historical person. I don't want to say historical person. He's still running strong <laughs> as they come, right, Doc? You're doing I'm great. I'm enjoying it. You're yes. doing great. 
My guests have been, of course, we've been talking about the Passion Play at the beginning of the program. We dove into something that we thought important, and that is, uh, what about investments? What about the thought process? What about the market update? Keith Quinn helped us through that. Keith, what do you think? What's going on? Well, I think, Jim, as we always say, just focus on the fundamentals. Gro- global growth is solid. We're seeing a pickup in inflation. The economy looks pretty good. GDP was revised up to 2.1%. The world looks pretty bright. Just stick with your plan and focus on your long-term goals. Well, that's important. That's great advice. And Tommy, taxes, what about tax planning? Get your planning done. Get the facts. Stick to the plan. Move on to what's next. You can tell he's a CPA. You know, it's just quick and easy. Well, guys, I appreciate very much the program today. I appreciate you listening and being a part of the program. Of course, my producer and board operator, Gil Worth, does a great job. Cast and coordination, content coordination is, of course, Miss Frances Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moscovich. Compliance officer, the one and only, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, read by Rebecca Brazier and written by, of course, Drew Johnson. We're so proud and glad that you were a part of the program and proud that you listen. We appreciate it very much. I'm Jim Shoemaker, you're listening to Talk Money on KWAM 990, helping you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, and Tommy Armstrong are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.